Hello again. Welcome to Series 4 of Satisfied. The Series 4 podcasts relate to the profiles of Perseverance Bible Study. I'm Melanie Newton, just an ordinary, everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we explored the significance of loyalty in our relationship with God and how that helps us to persevere. Today's podcast covers Lesson 6 of Profiles of Perseverance. We'll see how God gave David the strong support he needed to keep going. After being anointed as Israel's future king, David spent the next couple of years going back and forth between playing music for Saul and tending his father's sheep. Then, after the defeat of Goliath, David is thrust into warrior mode, leading Israel's army into victorious battles against her enemies. But King Saul becomes exceedingly jealous over David's success and begins a long campaign to wipe out David. David soon finds himself on the run. No comforts of home, not even knowing where he can lay his head tomorrow. All of his props of normal life were removed. Props are those things in life that give us support and take care of our needs. So what's left when our props are removed? Several years ago, I heard the story of Martin and Gracia Burnham. While serving as missionaries in the Philippines, the Burnhams were kidnapped and held hostage for more than a year by a group of religious radicals. They were on the move day and night to keep away from the Philippine military. Gracia only had the clothes on her back, not even any shoes for hiking. When given a pair of holy boots to wear, she didn't have a pair of socks to prevent the infiltrating sand from irritating her feet to the point of becoming raw flesh. Ugh. No pillow, no mattress, no sleeping bed or cushy pad just rice sacks between her and all the creepy crawlies below her weary body. Her props, even the few comforts associated with being a missionary in the jungles of the Philippines, had been removed. And she realized that all she really had were her relationship with her God, her character to deal with the situation, and the presence of her loving husband beside her then Martin was killed during their rescue. That prop had been removed. When I heard Gracia's story, I was struck by what she discovered about herself when all the props of normal life were removed. She said it wasn't pretty. I feel like my walk with the Lord is a joyful one. He fills my heart with joy and gratitude for what he has done. My email signature even says, living joyfully, Melanie. But I have a roof over my head in a house we own and can enjoy however we choose to enjoy it. When I'm hungry, I open the fridge or the pantry and grab something to eat whenever I choose to do so. If I don't feel like cooking, we can drive five minutes, plop down some cash or a credit card and order whatever we feel like eating that day. I live in the safety of America with law enforcement and 911 emergency help available at my call. Those are my props of normal life. What are yours? What would you and I be like if our props were removed as they were for Gracia? How would I react? What about you? 
I've been on backpacking trips for a week at a time where I carried on my back the only props available to me for those days. But I was safe in an American wilderness with food supplies and clothing that fit me. If in trouble, someone could have rescued me within hours or at least a day. Though physically hard, I still had my props. I probably whined a little. Okay, I whined a lot about sore muscles and cold nights making sleep difficult. But I remember staying pretty joyful. No one was threatening me with an AK-47 or a machete guillotine. At the end of the week, I knew I could have pizza and a Dr. Pepper at a restaurant and take a shower at a hotel. Gracia didn't have that on her year-long hike. Her props were removed, and she discovered some ugliness about herself she didn't know was even there. I don't know what would be revealed in my character if my props were removed. I hope I won't have to face that in my lifetime, but I believe that God can produce His fruit in me even in the worst situations. David had all his props removed. His journal, the Psalms, reveal how he felt at the time. Yet he continued to trust in his God along the way, and God sent to him a gift of new props, even in the wilderness. What was that gift? The strong support of friends. While in Saul's house, God gave David the gift of a friend, Saul's son, Jonathan. Jonathan warned David when Saul was on the warpath against him. Jonathan sacrificed his own time with David when he gave the message that David had to leave the king's house. When David was hiding in the wilderness, Jonathan came and encouraged him in the Lord. Not only Jonathan, but God also sent his prophets to give David direction about where to go next. And then David's family came to him in the cave to be with him. But then David had to go and take his parents to Moab to hide them from Saul too. Then God sent men to surround David. 1 Samuel chapter 22 verse 2 says this, All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him, and he became their commander. About 400 men were with him. That 400 swelled to 600 and more. And many of those men stayed with David for years until Saul died and David was crowned king. They surrounded David and they gave him strong support. David as king became powerful because God was with him. And one of the ways God was with him was by sending strong, noble, and faithful men to surround David. That's what jumped out at me. In 1 Chronicles 11 and 12, the Bible calls that group David's Mighty Men. I love that title. Now, originally they came to him in distress or debt or they were discontented about things going on in their lives. But God developed them as well in David's presence. They were strong warriors who took their stand in the middle of the fray and defended their territory to bring victory. God sent those men to David. And while all these men were gathered together, after David became king, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to David through one of them named Amase. And he said this, We are yours, O David. We are with you, O son of Jesse. 
Success, success to you and success to those who help you for your God will help you. God directed men and God directed words. Who wouldn't want to be surrounded by friends who said those words to you on a regular basis? The Bible says that day after day, men came to help David until he had a great army, like the army of God. And some had special discernment of what to do next. The Bible says that the men of Issachar, who understood the times and knew what Israel should do, were also with David, 200 of them. What a great feeling to have that kind of support. If you are surrounded by godly people whom God sends to surround you, that is in a sense being supported by the army of God. I've seen this happen at a women's retreat. Women who were hurting and needing fresh support, even coming to the retreat alone and feeling alone beforehand, were completely surrounded by a whole army of women who said, we are with you. The lonely began feeling supported by God's army of women. And I've seen evidence of that support continuing beyond the retreat. That creates a sense of joy in everyone involved, the needy ones and those coming alongside to support them. God works through people to support us. Yep, we all need someone to have our backs. Now God does have our backs already as he goes before us and behind us and all around us. David wrote that too in Psalm 139. But God also uses people to do that work for him, and he gives people to be our props. God does not intend for us to live life alone. So surround yourself with other Christians who love the Lord. When a crisis hits, don't quit church. Don't quit Bible studies. Don't quit fellowshipping with your small group. Don't pull back from the support God can give to you through people. Share your need with those who love the Lord and who will put a skip in your step with encouragement and support. Allow God to bless you through them. I will add this though. Avoid anyone who uses you up or encourages complaining or anger against God. That kind of person just sucks the joy right out of you. Stay away from them, but stay with those who support and encourage you. And if you are like David, a leader of a work team, a family, or a small group, make sure to ask God to surround you with people who will give your leadership strong support like David's mighty men did. I thank you, God, for those people in my life. As the Bible promises in Romans 15, 4, for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. We can have hope because we have God with us. So remember our lane markers for our race. Choose to persevere through every challenge. Count on God's promise to give you hope. Let that hope sustain you through the rough and tumble of life and celebrate the joyful reward. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with hope as you persevere through everyday life. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 4 of Satisfied.